This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another great show for you. Before we welcome our guests, we want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. Now, this helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents here on the WVSA Digital Network. With us is Kevin Brooks, athletic trainer, certified strength and conditioning coach at Marshall Sports Medicine Institute. Kevin, welcome to the program. Uh, Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you because uh, it's part of our continuing series on uh, towards the end of the season, between seasons uh, for our soccer players here in the state. Uh, But before we dive into that subject, why don't you just go ahead and give us just a brief explanation about your qualifications and experience? Uh, Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm a dual certified individual in athletic training and and, uh, strength and conditioning. So I completed undergrad in athletic training at Marshall and then went on to complete a master's in exercise science. Uh, Took the board exams for the athletic training certification and the board exams for uh, certified strength and conditioning specialist. So basically what I love to do is I love to uh, attack the athlete from all four fronts, both as a sports performance specialist and both as a rehab specialist. I think those two go hand in hand. Uh, this is my seventh year working with the Force Med Institute. I directly work with uh, Huntington Prep Basketball, a local uh, preparatory team that we have. and It's my sixth season with them. And, uh, you know, we do some sports training on the side as well, so I really like to be on the field and off the field with these athletes. That sounds great, and your experience is perfect in the subject matter that we're going to be talking about today. Obviously, um, we have a lot of players that are finishing up their high school soccer seasons, middle school soccer seasons, and for some, they get a little bit of a break. Um, I think the one thing that we don't talk about enough uh, in this soccer space is the importance of recovery for a soccer player. So why don't you go ahead and just talk to us a little bit about that importance of the recovery process for a soccer player. Uh, Yeah, it can be crucial on how effective that next step is for you. So, you know, you got to think about your, your body as a car. And as you put so many miles on that vehicle, eventually it needs an oil change. And that oil change is, your recovery as you transition from one season to the next or you're transitioning to travel or whatever it is. It feels like kids play soccer almost year round these days. So it's important that you take the time that you need to properly refuel your body, fix any injuries that you may have accumulated or any sorenesses you may have accumulated from one season to the next. And there's so many different aspects that we can go in order to get that done. Now, obviously, a lot of soccer players are finishing their season, or some of them, like in college, will be finishing up within the next couple of weeks or so. And what are some of those things that those athletes should be thinking about when it comes to the recovery of their body after a long, hard season? And number one, it's what they do not on the field. It's not even what they do in the weight room. It's not what they do with their coaches. It's what they do at their house. And it starts with getting right the right amount of sleep, eating the right amount of food, and drinking enough water. Um, like I forementioned, your car is like a, your body is like a car. 
and these off-season brakes for the oil change. But in between, you're driving along, and you need to put gas in the car. And if you don't put gas in the car, it's not going to go anywhere. And that's what sleeping, eating, and drinking takes care of. So these athletes, when they're winding down, is a perfect time for them to really focus in on these three aspects, something that they should be doing throughout the season. But there's a lot going on in the season. you got school, you got practice, and you got games. So sometimes, you know, they get a little distracted. But when you don't have all that going on in the background, this is really a time where they can lock in on getting their sleep cycle right, lock in on making sure they're eating enough food, the right food, and make sure they're drinking enough water. That's that's great advice, and and you're right about that. Uh, the fact that sometimes players get distracted during the season because there is so much going on, especially for the student athlete. You know, like you said, not only do you got weight room sessions, you got training sessions, you've got matches, but you've got school on top of that. You've got homework, you've got study halls, you've got this, you've got that. Plus your social life. Once things kind of die down a little bit, yeah, you're right. It's a perfect opportunity to refocus on some of those pillars, uh, especially. Especially a lot of our athletes, I really don't think they see um, they take advantage enough of doing that kind of thing. Now, if if a player is jumping from one season to the next, I know some stop right after you know the high school season and then they jump right into their club season. Um, do you have any advice for those players on how to keep themselves fit? Uh, yeah. So usually, well, hopefully, there's at least a few weeks in between there. I know that some cases that's not what we see but as far as a training aspect that is generally what we call the second transitional period and this is where we think of active recovery everyone always says that word but what does it really mean so that second transitional period is basically your time to stay active do some non-specific some non-soccer activity whether that's going out and playing a different sport or recreational sports, getting outside, doing something, or getting in the weight room and doing some minimal loading. Uh, this is not your time to go. You're, you're thinking, okay, well, I don't have soccer anymore. What am I going to do? Oh, let's go see what my squat max is now. This is not our time to do that. This is our time to kind of have an unloading. We're still lifting. We're still staying active. But you're not going to be setting any new PRs. Um, one thing that really occurs throughout an entire season or these micro traumas that we see, and that's our tendinopathies or and our uh, sprained ankles and everything that we're playing through because we've got to be available for a team. And if you're coming off one season, you've probably been in the playoffs, at least hopefully you're playing your really big games last. So you're pushing through these final injuries for one last stretch, one last stretch. So these micro traumas are what you really need to be focusing on as you make that transition. So a lot of guys, you know, when there's no games, they want to go work with their trainer. They want to go work with a personal trainer, a strength coach, or whoever they have available. And they want to get better, obviously. It's always about getting better, getting better, getting better. And if you go to an individual who doesn't recognize these overuse injuries that you usually see in sports or someone doesn't really understand the rehab aspect of things, they might think, okay, I have this athlete for maybe a month, maybe two, maybe only two weeks. So I want to get the most out of the athlete possible. And they're going to throw at you their hardest workout. They're going to throw at you something that's going to make you think, oh, wow, this guy really working out hard. I want to come back to him. And what that could potentially do is just overload that system even more. 
and now you had, you know, all that need has been bothering you. Like, okay, you feel strong right now. And then you go out there that first week and it hurts again. And, or it turns into something worse. So it's really important to train around those. That little break is your time to get strong in all the aspects that you are weak. So if you have a knee issue, you need to be doing exercises that are rehabbing that knee on top of maybe getting a little stronger here, maybe working on some cardio endurance here and there. But any of those elements that you felt towards the end of last year, they're not just going to magically go away. So that transition period is a great time to really focus on more of a rehab kind of aspect. But obviously, I love to blend that together with strength training as well because we can work around some things. But it's definitely more of a unloading as a general weight perspective and a focus on more of a rehab uh, perspective. So it's just like time to feel better, get healthier, and get right as we turn right back around to another season. You bring up a very good point. Um, you know, some players, uh, especially like college players, may have a month off in between their season once their conference tournament, if they go to the NCAA or NAIA tournaments, uh, and mm-hmm. then they come back and then they begin up their spring season. Um, can they realistically expect to improve their strength and fitness over the short amount of time? Oh, we can always make some form of improvement. Um you know, like I kind of said, you know, this isn't our time to see what our new max is on this particular lift. Oh, you're not going to see, you know, you grow your legs two inches bigger and you're not going to get massive improvement. But within a month's time and definitely two months' time, you can definitely see some strength improvements. And that has to be balanced with what you went through throughout the season as well. Um, if we're not taking care of any thing that was bothering us during the year and we're just jumping straight into and trying to get strong as possible, then you could be overloading the body basically. And then we have a whole another issue going into our new season. So realistically, yeah, I could always say you can always get a little bit stronger, but you're not going to be impressing yourself with the numbers you put up. If anything, you're probably going to be using the weights that you were using before the season started, it's more of a preparation period, that transitional phase from one to the next. So always getting in there and doing a little something, but now this isn't necessarily our time to say, okay, now how strong am I really? Right. Now, if, if there's players out there that are hoping to achieve uh, some gains uh, during this brief off-season upcoming um, what are some general things that they should keep in mind of what they can do to kind of help themselves and get themselves ready for the spring season? Well, uh, you know, on top of getting in there and working hard, I think we backtrack to the very first question of what we're doing outside of the weight room. You can put in all the work you want on the pitch. You can put all the work you want in the weight room, but if you're not, fueling your body properly, ultimately it's going to mean nothing. So everything that we eat are building blocks for, everyone thinks muscles right off the bat. Oh, I eat protein for muscles. Well, protein is a lot more abundant in our bodies than just muscles. Everything that we eat affects how strong our tendons are for those tendinopathies. Everything that we eat can affect how strong our ligaments are for those sprained ankles or any other ligament in our knee or anything else. Uh, everything that we eat controls 
the membranes that our ions move through for our energy system to even give us energy in order for our muscles to contract. So there's so many layers that protein goes into and that carbohydrates go into and that fats go into that ultimately build up what is our body. So I think a lot of, especially high school athletes, misunderstand how much they're supposed to eat. Uh, a lot of guys don't eat enough or they eat the wrong thing. They go, they probably wake up late for school. They don't eat a breakfast. And they go to lunch at the school. They don't like the lunch that's provided at school. So they maybe eat around the things they like. Then they get home. They might have a snack or they might go straight to practice after school, had a terrible lunch because they don't like what they made for them. And they're going straight to practice, with no breakfast, probably little lunch, straight into a two-hour training session. And then, you know, depending on who they are, they might say, oh, well, now I need to go work out afterwards. Or then they go home and they do schoolwork and they get distracted with schoolwork. Or they want to go to the mall with their friends and they get distracted with social life. And when you really look at it, they're not fueling that body. So all that work they're putting in at practice in the weight room, really they're not getting the max message from it because they're not understanding how much they need to eat. And when you really look at how much you need to eat, it can be staggering for some people. Um, I think that one of the funniest things is, is to show people Michael Phelps's breakfast when he's training for the Olympics. He eats a, like a 10,000 calorie breakfast because of how much he swims and how much aerobic capacity that requires. And soccer falls under that aerobic category, so they need to understand how much they need to eat. Uh, it's fat, it's carbs, and it's protein. So, you know, a lot of people... They look at carbs and they think sugar and they think bad. Well, carbs are highly important for those aerobic athletes. Everything that you need to know about how much you need to eat is on the back of that box, that cereal box, that candy bar. It says nutrition facts. And I think it's important that every athlete learns how to read those nutrition facts. Like a serving of this particular item has 10 grams of fat, 20 grams of carbs, 20 grams of protein. What does that mean? I mean, how many people know what that means? Like, okay, cool. This has protein in it. Let me eat that. That is your, basically your calculations to how much you need in a day. So if you just want to go off who you are now and you want to maintain your weight, you want to maintain your physical fitness, you need to be able to know how much of those fats, carbs, and protein you eat. So a good comparison, well, first you need to know how much you weigh in kilograms because everything's in kilograms. America is the only place that uses pounds. So take however much you weigh, divide by 2.2, and that's how much you weigh now. Think of yourself as in kilograms for the rest of your life. So let's say I weigh 100 kilograms. All right, so for carbohydrates, as a soccer athlete, they need to be eating six, eight, and in some comparisons up to 10 grams of carbohydrates per kilogram that they weigh. So if they're eating a food and it says 20 carbs on the back, they can take how much they weigh, times it by eight. Okay, they need 800 grams for the day. Like, well, that 20 doesn't sound like a lot now. And they realize, wow, that's really undercutting what I need. I'm going to have to eat a lot more than that throughout the whole day to get how much I need. And then protein, as I said, is the building block for your muscles and your tendons and your ligaments and all the connective tissues in your body. For athletes, in high activity, who are weight training and they're in their sports, uh, the studies are showing that they need to eat upwards of 1 to 1 1.2 grams per kilogram. That's pretty high. 
a lot higher than what they're probably getting. That bowl of cereal isn't going to help you get that protein that you need. So eating a full breakfast is step one. Uh, another easy way to do that for protein if you want, you can do one pound per pound of body weight. So if you want to change that up for easy calculation, say I weigh 200 pounds, well, I need 200 grams of protein. Um, and then fat, for the fat, I usually like to say eat half of what you weigh. So back to the kilograms. I weigh 100 kilograms, I need to eat 50 grams of fat. And that's the building blocks right there. That is what is going to prepare your body and what is going to really make you get stronger and stay healthier. I think you bring up a really, really good point in that this off time uh, that they have, whether it's a week, two weeks, a month, is a perfect opportunity for those athletes to reevaluate what they're doing when it comes to fueling, what they're doing when it comes to their hydration plan uh, and and their sleep patterns and things. I think you really hit the nail on the head. Uh, we're speaking with Kevin Brooks, athletic trainer, certified strength and conditioning coach, Marshall Sports Medicine Institute. Before we wrap things up here, Kevin, uh, if players have an interest in learning more about the Marshall Sports Medicine Institute, where can they go to find out more? Uh, they can go to marshallsportsmedicineinstitute.org uh, or they can just Type in the Google Marshall Sports Medicine Institute. They'll have the website that pops up. Uh, they can also always uh, follow myself or Tom Belmaggio on Instagram. Um, my handle is Kev M. Brooks. And then his handle is uh, Coach underscore Tommy underscore B. Uh, we're, all, we're both pretty active on there. I know that a lot of kids are on social media these days. So we understand that importance. So we're on there as well for them to be able to contact us. Uh, but those are going to be your two main assets to find us. Awesome. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on the program today and talking to us a little bit uh, about the recovery process in between seasons for our soccer players. We really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. No problem. Enjoyed it. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Now remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program right here on the WVSA Digital Network. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network or find us on our social media platforms at WVSoccer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.